You're listening to the Passion Church Podcast. We believe that today's message will help you thrive in your relationship with Jesus as you follow Him. We'll be back after the podcast with more information. And now, today's message from Reverend Michelle Tatro, right here at Passion Church. Church, it's Michelle here. It's good to be with you. I've missed you. <laughs> um, well, I thank Pastor Scott for giving me the opportunity to share a little bit um, with you guys. I hope you're doing well. Um, but yeah, it's been kind of a crazy year, 2020. Um, but I feel like it's super significant in what God is wanting to do in His church. So I'm really thankful for the opportunity to share and. Um, yeah, <laughs> I want to share with you guys um, just something that's been on my heart. It's uh, actually a little bit of American history. It's a little sliver of American history um, because I think it relates to some of what God is doing right now and in his church. So um, during the American Revolution, uh, in, seven, in the summer of 1777, George Washington and the uh, Continental Army they had kind of experienced a string of back-to-back losses and it all kind of culminated in uh, September and October of 1777 with the uh, British capturing of their capital city, Philadelphia. And so um, it was, and it was a huge blow because then it, you know, obviously it for, then it forced um, Washington and his troops um, eventually they moved into a place that we know as Valley Forge for the winter. And so, um, I mean, and this was really, there was a lot going on at that time. Um, they had, they had serious food shortages. Um, a lot of the men didn't even have proper clothing, uh, to, for the winter coming up. And, um, they were not only that, but they had been badly beaten. They were really discouraged and it didn't look good for them. And so they, uh, Valley Forge was rough, um, not only because they were really, you know, discouraged and all that and dealing with all of that, but on top of that, now, you know, everything just was magnified by the harsh living conditions that they were experiencing in camps there for the next six months. And so, um, and, but there's something that happened in that period of harsh living conditions and, and struggle that that historians would look back on and say that was the turning point of the war. And not only that, but they actually look back at Valley Forge, that season of encampment there, and they look back and and say that was the birthplace of the American army. And I just wonder, looking at the season that we're in, I feel like we're in we've been in that kind of a season where God is is where it may not look at it like it right now, but I think we're gonna look back at it and say that was the birthplace of the American church again. And like, this is actually a season where God is, it's the turning point. We're in a turning point season. And, and so during that six months there, um, there were a couple things that happened, I think that were super significant. And, and I think it relates to what I, like I said, what God is doing in us today. Um, the first thing that was actually really serious that took place was um, was they had to get under control um, some disease that was spreading throughout the camp because during that six month encampment of the 11 to 12,000 men, 
um, that were there, um, 2,000 would die, um, not because they had ever met battle, but because of disease that was actually spreading throughout the camp. And so that it was, this was huge. This was actually more men than had died in any singular battle in the war up to that point. And so this was, this was a huge blow and they needed to get it under control. And so um, one of the things that George Washington did was he um, called and he commissioned a man named Baron von Steuben, who was a Prussian officer. And he, he called him and commit, one of the first things he was commissioned to do was to stop the spread of disease. Um, and it's crazy because most of the men died in the in spring of 1778 at Valley Forge. Of those 2,000 men, most of the deaths occurred between March, April, and May of that year. And I just look at what, like, hello, we can relate to that just a little bit, right? 2020, <laughs> coronavirus, and... Um, but what struck me, what I feel like God's word for us this year is the fact that I think God's been exposing and he's been revealing areas of our life. Just like, you know, just like I think back to the men at camp, encamped there during that season. And, um, you know, like I, I, the, the, the need to mitigate the spread of disease, you know, so that they could actually make it to the field of battle, you know. And I, I look back, I think what God's doing in our, in this time and for us and in the church because we've had for too long in the american church especially i mean the spread the the disease of sin and compromise that has that has spread throughout our own camp is taking us out before we ever meet meet on the field of battle you know doing doing the things that god has getting to the things that god has actually called us to do we're taken out prematurely um because of disease because of the disease of um sin and compromise in our lives you know and um the the problem with the problem with areas of compromise in our life is the fact that it not only does it um you know dilute our message to the world but it also puts to sleep and it, it dilutes our passion and our zeal for the lord right so it it it's it's really it's it's so destructive because of its subtlety and and so it and slowly but surely that that comprom any areas of compromise in our life it puts us to sleep and I feel like we've been asleep for a really long time and so I feel like God's looking to he's looking for us to repent he's looking for us to allow him to put his there's areas of our life this year I think that God's been putting his finger on um, for the for the sheer purpose of how much he loves us and how much he's unwilling for us to continue in these same patterns in these same places um, that are actually be the areas of our dis demise, you know. And he's putting his finger on it because he's looking for he's looking to get rid of it. He's looking for us to be restored and whole. Um, and so one of the things, so Baron von Steuben, back to Valley Forge, like Baron von Steuben. He, 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 he sets up sanitary guidelines within the camp and, and it helps stop disease from, from raging and taking out the men prematurely. And so, but the next thing he does is that um, he's in charge of actually uh, training, retraining rather, retraining these soldiers who up to this point, you know, we're just fighting, you know, into doing their own thing. Um, he's in charge of making them into a full-fledged fighting force capable of taking on the British army 
in the spring. And so, um, but he actually writes back to his, one of his Prussian soldiers um, that his friends about what something that was very unique and he recognized immediately when it when it came to training this like ragtag um undisciplined group of men of american uh colonists he said he said the the genius of this nation is not to be compared with the prussians the austrians or the french he said um you know to a normal soldier you can tell them do this and they do it but to the uh, to the American soldier, he said he was obliged to tell them the reason why they should do it and then they would do it. And I love that because I feel like God is not only looking in this hour to, um, to remove things. He's not only looking to get rid of areas of sin and compromise in our life, but he's also looking to forge in us and places of conviction, you know, so that when we finally, so that because here's the deal is that duty may get you to the field, but but conviction will keep you there when the battle, when the heat of the battle gets turned up. And so I look at this and I think that's, that's our heritage, right? Like they were unwilling to just take, you know, it wasn't just do this and they do it. They needed to know the reason why. And I feel like God's not only looking to replace to to get rid of compromise, but He's looking to to forge in that place and such a vision and a conviction of of what He says and who He says you are and and vision, fresh vision for the days ahead, so that we don't we don't fall apart in when when temptation comes. We don't fall apart when we're faced with with um, the heat of the battle getting turned up because there are battles ahead of us. And, and I feel like God's looking to forge in us something that we do not retreat or back down when the fight, when the fight gets, when the fight gets hard. And, um, you know, and I think we're in a season where God's calling us to be salt, um, you know, going along the lines with compromise. I just want to backtrack just a little bit, um, because to be quite honest, I look at where we've been and, um, and, I think of Matthew chapter five, verse, uh, I think it's 11, where Jesus is looking out over a field and he's looking out over people, people, a group of people, and he tells them, he says, you are the salt of the earth, right? You're, he says, you're the salt of the earth, but what good is that is the salt if it's lost its flavor? And I think for too long, we have become unpalatable to the world around us. Like the church in America has been unpalatable to the world around us. We've lost our flavor because we've forgotten that we've been content to just shake salt. Like we've, we've, we've thought we are salt, salt shakers to the world, um, where, where our, what we, what we say is not reflected in what we do, or we're content to just tell people the gospel instead of actually embodying the gospel. And, and I feel like God's looking to make marry those two things in the hour that we're living in. Um, because, just to remind you, he didn't call us to be a salt shaker. He's called us. He says, you are salt, right? He says, he, he says, you are salt, which means we're not just called to carry salt. We're not just meant to disperse salt. We're not just meant to share this gospel and talk about this gospel. We're meant to be this gospel, the embodiment of that message. And so 
And I think God's looking to marry those two things in this, in this hour. Um, so I want to encourage you, if God is putting his finger on things, allow him to, to don't, he, he's, I feel like, um, he's wanting to, he's putting his finger on things and not letting go. And I feel like, so I want to encourage you, if there's an area that God is speaking to you about, or he, there, you're feeling conviction and allow God to rid, rid yourself of that thing. Like work with the Holy Spirit in that area because he's wanting to bring restoration because he's not just, and it's not just restoration, but he's looking to forge in you fresh vision for the days ahead. Um, so when, so back, back to Valley Forge, like when these men after that season in the spring of 1778, when they finally emerged out of that, that harsh winter season, um, it's, they, it's believe, they said, historians say that they emerged for the first time as a cohesive fighting unit. And I love that because I do think God's looking to unify us in this hour as the body of Christ. He's looking to unify his church. And, um, but not only that, but they would actually meet instead of being in winter season, the extremities that they would actually meet the British in seven, June of 1778 at the Battle of Monmouth on what was believed to be one of the hottest days of the year. Um, they say that, that um, temperatures were well over 100 degrees. Humidity was really high as well. And um, they, they say met more men probably died of heat exhaustion that day than they might have because of bullets. Um, and so I look at that and I think um, it's crazy because they, they say that for the first time, like the, the army that had gone in to Valley Forge was not the same army that came out. And the British, that the same, the same army that had met the British just a year before was not the same army that the British encountered in June of 1778 at the Battle of Monmouth. And... I love that because I feel like the, the church that God is looking to bring out of this season is not the same church that, that went into it. And um, they did not, and for the first time when met with, with, met, when met with the British charging at them, they did not retreat, they did not back down, they held their ground. And it was, it was what, looking back, it's what they said was the turning point of the war. Um, but I love that because I feel like I feel like God's preparing his church where I feel like we're in this window of opportunity that if we do not do what he's calling us to do right now, even though it doesn't look like anything's happening, even though it doesn't feel like it's significant, even though it feels like hardship, a hard season we're in, or it's chaotic or it's confusing. I feel like God's saying, listen, put your hand to the plow. Allow me to refine you. Allow me to get rid of areas of compromise that may be holding or hindering your relationship with him and, and diluting your message to the world because, because there's a hot day of battle coming. And I feel like there's, there's some things that God is looking for his church to do in this next season that, that this, that this last season of 2020 that he's been preparing us for. And so I want to encourage you. Um, I feel like we're, we're in this crazy season where God is, is calling us to repentance. He's calling us to clean, to clean hands, pure heart. Um, but it's also for him to deposit fresh vision, wisdom, strategies for the days ahead. Um, because, because there is a hot day of battle that it's coming for us. 
Um, and that's not to, that's not fear. That's not to scare you. Um, but there's a conviction that God is looking to forge in you right now so that when met with big things, we don't flinch because we know who's with, who's fighting with us. Right. And so I just want to pray for you guys and then that's it. <laughs> but, um, so Lord, I just thank you that, that, um, everyone who's listening, father, I just thank you that, that you are putting your, the area, any area where you've been putting your finger on this year, I, I would just pray right now that there would be a cooperation on our end of things. Father, that any area where, where you're looking to refine us and, and, and sin that may be um, diluting not only our passion and our zeal for you, Lord, um, but maybe, maybe diluting our message and witness to those around us. God, I just pray that you would, um, that you would put your finger on it and not let go and that we would cooperate with you in getting rid of it and repenting of it and, and um, letting go. Maybe it's, maybe it's literally letting go of things, people, relationships. Maybe it's, maybe it's TV shows that we've been watching. Maybe it's something we physically do to act out this repentance that we're experiencing. Father, I thank you that, that nothing would hinder us from getting closer to you in this season and areas where we have allowed ourselves to fall asleep to. Father, I thank you that you would wake us up and you would re that you would instead replace those areas of of sleep sleep places where we've been asleep. I thank you that you would put fresh vision and fire, Holy Spirit, that you would come and you would ignite in us um, the vis fresh vision for the days ahead. And Lord, I thank you that you're forging in us convictions that will keep us in our position, even when faced with things that seem and appear bigger than we are. And I just ask for fresh strategies and wisdom for the days ahead. In Jesus' name, I ask that you would unify us. And I thank you for connecting us with who we need to be connected with because there are things that you've called us to do to lock arms in and to glean from one another. And Father, I thank you that we would not isolate ourselves, Father, but we would allow ourselves to be connected to who you need us to be connected to in this season. And Lord, I just ask for, for grace for the days ahead, um, for, for wisdom, for what's to come up the pike. And Lord, I just ask for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, guys. <laughs> it's been fun. I miss you all. <laughs> and um, yeah, I love you. Have a good day.